To recap on the two previous posts, I suggested the importance of foresight and the power of a vision in whatever context one chooses. Then we explored hindsight and the importance of making distinctions to guide us in our current activities. Now, the third leg of this innate process is focused on how we use the data that we have gathered up until now so that we have a usable construct commonly called insight. This is a place where those who suspect they're innately wise, brilliant and powerful come to learn how to transform their lives. One cognition, one realization and one blinding flash of the obvious at a time. We are the innovators, the record breakers, the world makers and creators of all kinds. We supersede the suppressive worldview of mass ignorance and awaken the strength within. We are waking up to our innate secrets. My name is Dr. Mark Possels and welcome to the Innate Secrets Podcast. Identify the transformative opportunities. Some may refer to them as problems, stress or issues that are going on in your life. Are you stressed out just thinking about them? Do you believe things are out of your control? Really, being in control is a fallacy. The only thing you have control over is how you act towards transformative change. So change is the only constant. Once you grasp this fact, flashes of insight emerge and life becomes easier. We see people who get really upset because life or relationships or finances or business, etc. are taking a nosedive. In fact, the fact is that this week's stats were down on last week. It seems insane to have angst and upset about such a a transitory blip. Trying to hold the present to an ideal of what what it should be as a recipe for stress and disillusion. So having attachment to results or having fixed ideas on how something should be done are a surefire way to create stress in whatever you are doing. So work work itself isn't stressful. It's just the action that we take uh, and that needs to be taken. It's our reaction or attitude to the work that causes the stress. It's our holding on to a a wishing that things were different and uh, that produces the angst. It's not the constant stream of interruptions that's frustrating. They're just events that happen around us, like a a door slamming or the next-door neighbor's dog barking. See, it's not easy to see it like this, however. I, I, I do a few recordings at home, and while podcasts aren't that critical regarding outside noise, when I'm setting up for a video and maybe doing a video recording session, paying the video guy to be there, and, and it takes a while to get everything set up, and you want to get it done as easily and as, as clearly as possible. It's all about the job. Then one of the retired folks from our immediate vicinity starts up their angle grinder or their whippersnapper or their lawnmower. And I found myself becoming stuck in what I, I thought should happen or shouldn't happen in this case. So it's our holding on in our minds to the tasks we we're doing before we were interrupted that causes the frustration. You know, it's like this shouldn't have been, this should be, this is the way it was supposed to be. And uh, the work team aren't an issue either. They're, they're just 
good people being who they are. Yes, bizarre sometimes and behaviours are sort of weird, but they do their best. When we think they should be doing something in a certain way, we can get plugged in and depart from our sublime state of insight. So likewise, the to-do list, the uh, ever-growing email inbox, the, the full communication basket or the, or the text messages that haven't been addressed are not the cause of angst. It's not these things. It's the idea that we are mentally responsible for these things right now. And that's the operative word. See, the key to letting go and allowing things to flow then is the ability to muster insights and become the observer. When you let go of these ideas of how things should be, how other people should be, and how you can be and do the whole enchilada, then there's a serene sense of surrender that comes over you. This is not to say that it stops all problems. Heck no. In fact, you'll, you'll pray for more problems. The more productive, wealthy, uh, and impactful you are, the more problems you'll have. So pray for problems. But letting go allows the stress of the problems to dissolve. So be aware that we can be sucked into it. You know, it's we, we, we get sucked into solving problems. Now this, is, this focuses on the problem and it is life zapping. We could also get sucked into trying to resolve a problem. So we're going to give up a bit of ourself in compromise. We, we want to make sure that um, everyone is happy and we usually take away a bit of the problem, we take away a bit of the uh, solutions and we end up with some sort of a hybrid there. What I would suggest is we look for opportunities to dissolve the problem. So in dissolving a problem, you go to a higher level, you go above the problem and the problem therefore is no longer a problem. It morphs into something different. It goes into a higher level order. It's like if there were two, two tribes fighting in the valley and they were going at each other and then uh, another tribe appears on the, over the hill, they would band together. They'd dissolve that problem that they were having and they would band together if this was a hostile tribe descending on them and fight that tribe. And likewise, those now three tribes are fighting each other and then a, a third a fourth bigger tribe comes over another hill with a threatening advance, then though it's, it's highly likely that that problem will be resolved and they will then um, band together those three sides looking to um, deal with the, the new invading side. So it's, it becomes a, a matter of degree. So dissolving problems, going to the higher level, the, and so the problem is no longer a problem. And it's that simple, and yet dissolving problems isn't always easy, but so insightful. So it gives you an opportunity to acknowledge that even the most distant person from us in a relationship, you know, the most, the most uh, polarized people in a relationship, or in a workplace, or in a nation, or in the world, have some things in common. And it's that point of unity, it's a point of commonality. So the challenge then, is to be totally immersed in the doing of your thing and at the same time not be attached to it or any stage of it. So, uh, Shanryu Suzuki Roshi said this, when you do something, you should burn yourself up completely like a good bonfire, leaving no trace of yourself. 
Now, on a practical level then, you can, you can identify, accept and work with insights by embracing them. So this is about being totally present and giving everything you can to the given task at hand and becoming immersed in it and not in the shoulds and shouldn'ts and musts and can'ts. That's the true position of an artist. It's, a, it's the involvement in something to the exclusion of self. It's where we become so present that we cease to exist as ourselves. We become one with the, with the object or with the subject or the, um, the, the cause for which we're working. So a couple of tips on this one then is some people like to journal and to write in, in, in written form and in, in notebooks and so forth. So you, know, you might like to write it down because that often distances uh, oneself from the problem and allows us to become um, more insightful around the, around the, the issue. So, you know, this could be some simple thing, like, you know, give an example. It, it appears that a significant source of my income may be at risk of drying up as a local client is moving interstate. So there's a, there's a, there's a fear and there's a, um, a, a degree of angst with that. Well, the next, the next action on that would be to accept the change. So, you know, you might write, well, this change is sometimes something over which I have no control. And I'll surrender to the situation, be grateful for it and see the opportunities that it brings and trust it will lead to even more great clients in the future. And then one might, might take it to the next level of saying, well, number three, determine over what you do have control. So the resolution from that could be I can control my reaction to this change. I will put even more attention on delivering exquisite service to every client who I do have the privilege to serve and be grateful for that. So, you know, that's that's to go to a higher level, it's to dissolve the problem and and the problem no longer exists because the focus then becomes giving exquisite service. And so you might like to do this exercise for every transformation that you're experiencing. Don't look at the transformation as being good or bad. Think of it as an opportunity to honour your life because everything happens for a reason. You may not see the reason that's happening right now, but you will when the time is right. So go about your day noticing all those areas of your life which are beckoning you to let go and enter the unknown space of uncertainty. I know it's a scary space. So surrender to the process that transform your old, transforms your old self into your new self, your old relationships into your new relationships, your old business into your new business, and embrace the change. So wherever you are, be there, because your work is your art, and so become the exquisite artist. In this, one of the great greatest presents you can give your work is being fully 100% present. The presence where your intention is the most powerful. It's, it's where people flock to you. You know, there's a, a saying of, you know, people will flock around a, a person who's on fire to watch them burn. It's, it's, it's one of those things where if you see someone who's passionate, they're about their sport, about their business, their industry, their, their art, 
they'll be popular. People will 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 go to see them and go to work with them because they they're so enthusiastic and they're so expressive and they're so passionate. So the presence we we deliver our best, and the presence the only moment that's real. The past is a mere memory, and the future resides in our imagination. So this is the point of insight. This is where we bring it all together. So. Allowing ourselves then to, to keep ourselves loose, you know, to, to have an open mind, to be, be mindful of our strengths and our weaknesses and grateful for both, to stay focused and yet set, set boundaries but know our emotional triggers. And those are often the things from our past and from our culture that uh, we are still prickly about. We can manage them but we've got to know them. And so we can embrace our intuition. We can have free our mind up to go forward into the into our, uh, our our forethought, and we can at the same time be aware of our hind thought or about our our perceptions of our past. So this is where we can be. I tend to think of it like drunkenly, serenely, divinely aware. You know, and awareness fixes more things than fixing. So know that it's not about fixing stuff. It's not about changing stuff. It's not about solving things. It's about observing and being aware and being present. So insight's about seeing what is, recognizing the transformation and grabbing those opportunities as we go in the moment. Let us show you how to fire your brain in ways that serve you so that you can be confident, connected, and bring joy and passion into what you do every day. Get a free copy of my book, The Innate Model. Go to theinnatemodel.com forward slash free book.